to thrive in all areas of your life. This is something I am super passionate about. I feel like we often play small and we think that we just have to like, I work with people with such big hearts and I think as a result, they're wanting to help other people so much. And the biggest way you can help people is to take care of yourself so that you are happy and healthy and thriving in all areas of your life because then you are able to show up so much more and be so much more for all the people that you wanna help in your life. Welcome to Star of the Doubts. I'm your host, Jared Easley. Our co-host today is Jody Mayberry from jodymayberry.com and also the host of the Park Leaders Podcast. Hey, Jody. Hi, Jared. We are fortunate today to speak with Willow O'Brien. Willow O'Brien is a creative catalyst and heart-centered entrepreneur. She's made a career out of creativity. In the last decade, Willow has founded a web and graphic design business, launched a product line, co-founded two startups, produced a video series, and developed multiple programs empowering thousands of passionate individuals and creative entrepreneurs. It has been said that Willow is a professional hugger. Willow, it's a pleasure to have you. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you so much. I know we can't hug when we're over the air, but I'm sending you all out hugs from here. Air hugs. (laughs) Virtual hugs are encouraged. That's right. Okay. (laughs) We always do this icebreaker, Willow. So what is the best concert that you have ever been to? Mm, I've been to so many shows. I'm a huge, huge showgoer. There's like so many, so many that come to mind. I would have to say, can I do a top two or three? There was one that I was at South by Southwest, who knows when, 2007 or something like that. And we got dip, like tip on this secret show where the Flaming Lips were playing this small little secret show. And we got there and we were able to get in like probably third row at this teeny little venue and got to see Flaming Lips. And then all of a sudden at the very end, Peaches came out and they played War Pigs together. And it was crazy. And everyone was going nuts. <laughs> and it was amazing. <laughs> Our Oklahoma City audience right now is they're loving that right now yeah <laughs> i have a lot of friends in oklahoma city big fans of the flaming lips but i only remember like their old stuff like the she don't use jelly that right kind of stuff. yeah so good and i just have to put in my like a couple because i'm such a hardcore showgoer here in san francisco that i felt really fortunate to see because i was such a hardcore showgoer um back when like a lot of these bands were just hitting that i got to see arcade fire on this teeny teeny little stage at bottom of the hill here in san francisco when they were just like just coming up so like all 12 of them were like on this teeny little stage rocking out and now they're like of course huge stadium shows and same with silver sun pickups they actually opened for a band that we went and saw at this little club here called 12 galaxies this isn't even around anymore but they were just the opener and we were like who is this band from la they're something about them is really really good and then of course now they're huge as well Very nice. Well, we're going to segue into blank versus blank. This is going to be fun as well. We're going to give you a couple of options, and if you'd be willing to pick one and maybe a short reason why, go ahead, Jody. Okay, Willow, we're going to start with something soft. Happy puppy faces versus soft bunny faces. Oh, my goodness. That's so hard. I really secretly want a bunny so bad. My cat would just really freak out on me, but oh, my gosh, I need that little soft bunny face. (laughs) All right. We've kind of alluded to the next one, but hugs versus high fives. Yeah, I actually sign most of my emails like hugs and high fives. So again, very difficult toss up, but I'm going to go with hugs. I mean, hugs are just absolutely healing. So hugs it is. Let the record show we're fans of the full frontal high five. (laughs) All right. The next blank versus blank. Go ahead, Jody. Okay. 
email is wonderful versus email is hard? I would say overall, lately, email is hard. It's starting to get to be, I think it's a real pain point. I mean, it is wonderful and all, but I think it's really getting to be, I work with so many systems for people. And one thing that so many of my clients come to me is like, help. And it's just putting, spinning people into like crisis mode. And so I'm going to say email is hard. Let's do finish this sentence. We're going to give you the beginning of a sentence and if you'd be willing to complete the sentence. The first one is, if you give me a piece of gum, I will. I don't chew gum anymore. I'm off the sauce. I'm off the gum. (laughs) So I'll probably be like, no, thank you. (laughs) All right. Okay. If you ever get a raccoon outside your window, you should blank. I think I actually had a raccoon outside my house the other night. I lived like in this little garden area where they, I thought there was like some clumsy uh, raccoon or possum out on my deck. So they're around here big time. So mostly I just let them do their thing. (laughs) You know, (laughs) you just wave hello and you're like, cool, have a good night. (laughs) (laughs) All right. If you ever visit San Francisco. I live in San Francisco. (laughs) Yeah, but for the listeners. Oh, oh, I see. Okay. (laughs) I was like, wait, what? Let's see. If you ever visit San Francisco, I guess I would definitely talk to a local. Depends on what you like. You know, like I would love to take you to like some cool dive bar that nobody knows about, you know, that's not in the tourist books. But I definitely feel like the one thing that's just beautiful is taking, what is that trail called? This beautiful, beautiful trail that's up by the Legion of Honor, Land's End. And there's this gorgeous hike all along the water that's called Land's End. And you just have this incredible view of the Golden Gate Bridge and the Marin Headlands. I mean, it's breathtaking. You just feel like you have to pinch yourself. It's so gorgeous. That's good, nice. Okay, we're going to move into the hard stuff now. One of the greatest gifts you can give the world is... Mm, to thrive in all areas of your life. This is something I am super passionate about. I feel like we often play small and we think that we just have to like, I work with people with such big hearts and I think as a result, they're wanting to help other people so much. And the biggest way you can help people is to take care of yourself so that you are happy and healthy and thriving in all areas of your life because then you are able to show up so much more and be so much more for all the people that you want to help in your life. That's well said. All right, true or false, you should be your own best friend. True, for sure. What does that mean? (laughs) I think that our relationship with ourself is the most important. It is absolutely the first place you have to start. Everyone, you know, that has any challenges with confidence or feeling insecure or, you know, all the things that, I mean, this are all the clients and all the people that I work with all the time are feeling like they need this permission. And really, the more you get in relationship with yourself, the more you're able to understand your own fears, your own doubts. I love the title of this podcast, you know, in terms of that really coming into relationship with yourself and and where all those come from and being able to hear the tapes that are playing both positive and negative, but most importantly, really having an eye on those negative tapes that aren't serving you. That is about being in relationship with yourself. And when we go through these hard times, I think we need to be able to know ourselves and love ourselves enough that we can extend a hand to ourselves and just hold our own hand and say, I'm here with you and you're not alone and we got this. 
One more true or false. There is usually just one solution to a problem. No, false. (laughs) There are so many solutions to every problem. And I think that it's a kind of a side effect of perfectionism, thinking that you have to find the one and only right solution. There's actually several, several solutions. I mean, I think there's many paradigms and paths that we can walk down in our lives. And, you know, there may be one that's truest for you, but I truly believe that there are always many, many options and many solutions. And, you know, then it's just about, like I said, really connecting with what's going to be true for you or what you feel like is the best path for you. But there's many options, always more than one. Willow, you're an artist. Would you be willing to tell the listeners a little bit about your art? Sure. Yeah. I feel like my art comes in the form of expression is the best way I can say it. I have been an illustrator and a designer and painter and crafter and jewelry maker and all types of things. And yet I feel like the one thread that goes through when you look at even then, you know, web design and marketing and all the community work I've done and the teaching and speaking and all of that. And really what it comes down to is expression. I feel like as artists, we have something that we want to share with the world and that can come out in many different forms. So even my video series that I did on creative sustainability was really just my way of expressing this message that I wanted to get out into the world. So it may not have been on a painting, it was instead on video. And there was a huge creative process in that that just lit me up. So that's really the art. A lot of people will hear that I'm an artist and they're like, oh, cool. Are you painting? Are you still doing your illustration? And I'm like, no, but what I am doing now is it's almost like I'm refining my own artistic process and the way that it's coming out now and speaking and teaching and working one-on-one with people. It's actually really intuitive. It's kind of that same, I feel, feel like the thread that really runs through it all is it's very intuitive. As an artist, you have to really get yourself out of the way to allow it to come through. And when I'm working with my clients, I mean, sometimes it's truly out of this world. It's beyond me that's happening. And same with even when I'm on stage, I always hope that it's recorded because I'm like, okay, what did I just say? (laughs) It was just coming through me. And so yeah, I'm a big believer in allowing your art to take whatever form. There's nobody that can have any say on what that means for you. I think this next question ties in with that as well. You have an interesting concept on what it means to be a leader. Can you explain? Yeah, for me, I just did a really great talk actually called Embodied Leadership. And it was to a whole crew at Microsoft. And yet I recognize that not everyone in the audience wants to be a leader. There's some people out there that don't want to be leaders. And that's fine. Leadership is really about how do you want to show up in your life? How do you want to what is the you know, everyone kind of says like walk your talk. And so it's kind of like, okay, well, what is the talk you want to be walking? What is that walk? How do you want to be showing up? How do you want to be perceived? And when we look at that in our lives in terms of how we're showing up or not, it affects everything in our lives. If we're not showing up and we're either playing small or we're kind of ignoring these spots that really could use us to lean into what I call like our learning edges. So if I find myself, you know, getting short tempered at somebody at work, or if I find myself just kind kind of feeling disempowered or disengaged, then there's something I need to lean into there. How is it that I'm showing up in my life? How can I take 100% responsibility to show up and take the lead in my life? Well, what are the elements of a sweet spot? Doing what you love, 
doing what comes easily to you and what people will pay you for, what you get paid for, which is huge. I call it the sweet spot. It's kind of the the trifecta, my guiding compass for what makes me happy. There's been many times I've had businesses where I may be making money and I may love it, but it's actually really, really hard. And I don't think that that's where we need to be. I, I mean, I think things are hard sometimes, but this was like agonizing hard. And then there's also times that we find ourselves getting paid really, really well. And it comes really easily to us, but we actually really don't like it. Like we can do it and it's paying us well. That's actually a whole framework that I use that's part of what Gay Hendricks talks about in his book, The Big Leap, which is just fantastic. And it's all about when you get stuck in your zone of competence or zone of excellence versus really focusing on being in your zone of genius. And that's really the sweet spot. Earlier, you mentioned learning edges. Can you tell us what those are? Yeah, learning edges are really where you're finding yourself. It's the things, the places in your life where you could just use to improve and learn. And often we see these learning edges and what kind of lights us up or inspires us in other people. So if you see that someone else is like a great public speaker and like, wow, that must take so much courage. You know, I could never do that. That might be a learning edge for you that you have the opportunity there of being like of stepping into being a little bit more in that area of your life that really inspires you. Like how it feel for you to be confident enough to get up and speak in front of people? And how much more could you share your message with the world? So that might be a learning edge. It may be just that you're finding some spots in your relationships that are feeling really tricky, or maybe you don't even have healthy relationships over and over again. There might be some learning edges in there for you to lean into. It's what I call it is like leaning into those learning edges, which just means there's not even a drastic change that has to happen. It's nothing that's black and white or even a huge splash of jumping in, just start leaning into it. Start taking some small baby steps just to stay aware of these spots where you could use to improve and and use to, to kind of grow, really. It's just places, areas for growth. Well, how can you pay attention to the tapes playing in your head? Listening, really just listening. This is really comes back to creating that relationship with yourself. Often we're so driven by inner critics, these inner critics within us. And I actually, it's extremely important to create a relationship with those inner critics. You can even name them. I have one of my inner critics that I'll share. You guys can totally steal this if you recognize this guy is the whip cracker. And this whip cracker that is, it drives me so often the voice inside of me that's like, we don't have time to eat right now. We don't have time to you know, essentially self-care. All self-care goes out the window when my whip cracker's in charge. It's like, we don't have time to eat. We don't have time for emotions. We just have to get this done. And really, he's trying to protect me. He's trying to make sure that I, you know, make money and can survive, right? So coming into relationships with these, because ultimately, they're not serving us. In that instance of the whip cracker, ultimately, I'm not eating. I'm not taking care of myself. So while it may disillusion me that it's helping me in some brief moment of getting something out the door, it's actually not helping me in the long run because I'm not taking care of myself. 
So coming into relationship with those, and I mean, some people have just, I mean, so sad, some of the inner critic voices and the tapes that are playing. I mean, they're really, really brutal. That's why I think it can help so much working with a coach or working with somebody that can, a therapist or whatever that can hear what tapes are playing. I have some people that come in and when I hear their own perceptions of their limitations of their life, I'm like, that's just a tape. I'm like, I don't have that tape playing, you know, and I'll, I'll share with them my own perspective about how I feel on that. And it just opens their mind. They're like, oh my gosh. And they're so brainwashed from their own tape that they couldn't even see any other reality. So it's very important to listen to those tapes carefully so that you know you can turn one down and then turn another one up and start reprogramming your brain. You use the term creative sustainability. I've not heard that before. Can you explain what that is? Yeah, that is really about how you stay connected. So I got really curious about this after I'd worked at a startup. I was co-founder of a startup back in 2010 and just worked my butt off. I mean, quite frankly, I'm completely a recovering workaholic. And so worked my butt off and found myself so disconnected, so disconnected. Again, that whipcracker was probably on full drive and so disconnected from myself that I felt really zapped. And what happens when we find ourselves getting spread so thin like that is we really lose connection with the very passion and love for what we're doing. We start questioning like, wait a second, I thought I liked design. I thought I liked, you know, whatever it is that your craft is that you're so passionate about. And that's heartbreaking for me to see. I think that it's extremely important for us to protect our creative energy around that. So that's why I created this thing about creative sustainability. It's essentially how can you make sure that you're not overwhelmed? If you almost picture it like a chart, kind of going up, up, up. At the very bottom is when you're just bottomed out. You're exhausted, you're overwhelmed, you're you know zapped, disconnected from your body or your creativity. So creative sustainability is how can you sustain yourself? How can you stay connected to your self-care, to the passion in your life and all areas of your life? Stay connected to your creativity, your space. And now I'm even <laughs> on a huge path. Like that was a couple years ago that I did that, probably three years ago. And now I'm just all about thriving. Like, okay, great. Get yourself to sustaining, which is just the very like base level of like, okay, cool. You're eating. You're happy. That's awesome. Now let's thrive. Let's take this to the next level and have you just really full force, you know, in this wonderful place of just having it all around you. I can like see it and feel it. I almost feel like it's like a bathtub or like something just so fabulous that you're just surrounded in all areas with this joy and happiness and fulfillment. Well, what is the benefit of working with someone who can keep you focused and on track? Accountability, I think, is the core of what you even just said there is accountability. We often, I mean, even me, I think that we can get so lazy in our lives. And unfortunately, as you know, Americans, we've got it really easy here, like ridiculously easy. And I think that we know exactly what we need to be doing all the time, but us actually doing it, unless we have the accountability of someone else in our lives, often we won't do it. I mean, there's definitely things that come up from within us and we just can't even stop it. And those will happen. (laughs) But I think that there's some other stuff that, you know, whether it be, you know, working out or actually launching the thing because you're, you know, terrified of technology or whatever that may be to be able to have someone there holding your hand or at least saying, you know, like, buck up, come on, you can do this, like reminding you that you're an adult, you're not a small child that's incapable, you actually are an adult and you can do this. And it's one foot in front of the other. Here we go. And then things can really happen. Can you explain high touch customer service? 
Yeah, high touch is essentially not it's the opposite of blanket sort of mass marketing. So, you know, high touch would be that it feels very personal. It'd be right up there with me talking directly to you that I really genuinely care about you as an individual versus just being like on a bullhorn trying to shout it to whoever will happen to listen. It feels much more personal, feels much more intimate. And I think there's a lot more heart in it. Willow, where can someone begin to bring their big ideas to life? And then also, what advice do you have for someone who feels stuck? These might actually even be the same answer, which is really your community. Whether you have a super small community of 10 people, which nobody does, we all have lots of people in our lives, but you very well may have a very small community. But whether you have a small community or large, you know, your friends, your family, the people that you know, those are absolutely a great place. You know, sharing your passion with them, sharing what you are wanting to do is fantastic, you know, or finding like-minded people, you know, like WDS and Pioneer Nation is a great example of that. You could come there completely alone and find your people, which is awesome. And I think in terms of getting unstuck, making one small step. I'm a huge fan of the quote that action brings courage and action breeds doubt and fear. I'm sure you guys know that one really well. So I think that in terms of getting unstuck, you know, yes, there is having someone be there with you to help you chart a map to create some baby steps, but really even one small step and taking one small like action step can help bring confidence of putting it out there. Because then whether you, you know, get reflection, you find your people, or you just gain that confidence of like, okay, that wasn't so hard. Now what's my next step? And what's my next step? And even if they are like the most smallest baby steps, then you're getting somewhere and you're no longer stuck. Willow, in your writing and your courses and your talks, love seems to be mentioned in almost all that you do. Can you talk about that? Yes, yes. Love is at the core of everything. I have never been someone that is, you know, like hearts or flowers. Like it's kind of, it was really something that it came though after I was Willow Tunes online for a long time. That was my clothing line. It was my moniker for 13 years. And when I went to change it, I'm so passionate about working with heart-centered entrepreneurs and loving what you do, loving your life, loving all areas of your life. And if you meet me in person, or maybe you can even hear it over this podcast, that I am a very warm and loving person. And there's people that kind of don't get this whole Willow loves you thing until they meet me. But I just genuinely feel that the more we can come into life by essentially, how can I serve the world with love? How can I open myself up to giving and receiving love? It is the core of everything. So when I went to change it, it just it felt right to just be like, you know, Willow loves you because I really do my compassionate anger, which I talked a little bit about at Pioneer Nation, which is a phrase that I got from Todd Henry's new book, Die Empty. He talks about this compassionate anger. And essentially, it's what are you so passionate about? that it makes you angry. And I think probably one of my biggest ones there is seeing these incredibly powerful, creative, beautiful, brilliant people who don't love themselves or don't recognize all of their brilliance that's within them. So if I can do anything in this world, it's me coming with all of my love and shining my light as bright as I can to help them see that they can too. Well, as we start to wrap things up, who is doing something that interests you? I would have to say a coach that I've worked with previously who I just absolutely adore, and her name is Tanya Geisler. 
and she's out of Toronto. And her and Lauren Bacon put together this incredible program here recently, which was all about essentially was called Worship Wisely. That's right. And she does a lot of work. Tanya does a lot of work about stepping into your starring role. So it's a lot of what I just said, right? Like, how can you be so, you know, essentially courageous to recognize that you can step into and play bigger in this life? And this Worship Wisely was fascinating because it was all about how we're doing this comparison thing so much online. And it's so easy for us to compare and feel smaller or compare and judge. And it was this beautiful nod to recognizing that when we are feeling that judgment for someone else, we're feeling that we don't like them or we're like, we almost get like this, like mad at them or jealous or whatever it is, that there's something there. And I feel like we're stepping into a new paradigm here of a lot more collaborative cooperation and not competition. And so I love their program because it really highlights that. And it's something that I look at for myself that if there's someone that I don't like, or I'm feeling like even a really small thing actually to watch yourself is where you see someone else's success on Facebook, say, and you don't like it. You don't want to like add, like somehow you don't want to add to that or something like that. It's really fascinating how it shows up in these really small ways. And so it's just something to look at. And I love the work that Tanya is doing in that realm. Well, that's good. I get jealous of Jared every time I see what he's up to. (laughs) (laughs) I look for the dislike button. (laughs) Willa, what is the best place for the listeners to feel the love and stay connected with everything that you're doing online? Yeah, thank you. WillowLovesYou.com. There's no W on the end of Willow, but if you happen to put one on, or if you just even search for Willow O'Brien, I'm highly, highly Googleable after being online for so many years. And I'm Willow Loves You on most every single thing out there. So I would love, love, love for you all to say hi to me in some way. I love meeting new people and would just love to, to connect with the people that this podcast has touched. I love podcasts too. So I am with you that I listen to podcasts all the time. And so reaching out just makes such a difference and really completes the circle. So I'd love to hear from anyone out there. Willow, do you have any final thoughts for the listeners? I would say to feel the fear and follow your heart anyway. We often get paralyzed by fear because it's really that we're just terrified of our own brilliance and our own power. And so just feel that fear and do it anyway. And allow that voice, that brilliance, this bright light within you to really come forth. There's a reason for it. There's a reason it's knocking at your door and it's going to continue knocking at your door. So feel the fear and do it anyway. Willow, we love you. Best wishes to you, your business and everyone that you love. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. You guys are awesome. These questions were great. Thank you. fear and follow your heart anyway. We often get paralyzed by fear because it's really that we're just terrified of our own brilliance and our own power. And so just feel that fear and do it anyway. And allow that voice, that brilliance, this bright light within you to really come forth. There's a reason for it. There's a reason it's knocking at your door and it's going to continue knocking at your door. So feel the fear and do it anyway.